that. They didn't get my emails throughout my many, many emails I sent to them. You know, <clears throat> I have so many wishes for the world. One of them is that when I post something on Instagram that people just don't make like an endless series of technology related jokes that have nothing to do with what I'm doing on Instagram, but I don't get that. Yeah, those lights just turned off. Speaking of technology jokes, how's your light going? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will try to fix that, but Paul Theron, you need to explain what the hell yeah. happened and why you ended up in Atlanta. We're on the plane, and we're in the exit row. And my, my wife and I, second flight in a row, we were lucky to have no seat, no one between us, like in an exit. It was beautiful. We're working on our laptops. But my wife is completely in, immersed in what she's doing, and, of course, I'm paying attention. So these people go by us in the middle of the flight, and they kind of bump into me because I'm on the aisle with their giant mm -hmm. bag. And um, I'm like, hey, that's that couple from the um, – from the cafe and uh my wife's like oh you know like oh, and i'm like that's those people <laughs> we sat yeah. next to we talked to them mm -hmm. and she's like okay whatever and i'm like no i said listen <laughs> they're they're moving to the front of the plane like why are they doing that and she's like i don't know you know she's like she doesn't even care and i'm like stephanie they're in we're in the middle of a flight and they're moving seats we just established that these people are kind of terrible they must have caused some problem in the back of the plane you know, because they complain yeah. about everything. They're, you know, they're moving, they're getting better seats. And she has no, she doesn't care. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I go back to work and then more people, one at a time, are coming to the front and moving to new seats. Like there's empty seats and you can see someone gets into a middle seat, disrupts the row. No one wants to see someone right. in the middle of a flight. When a flight leaves and there's an empty seat next to you, you think you're set. Mm -hmm. And then someone sits next to you and you're not set. And I'm like, Stephanie, look at this. This people, this guy's getting in between these two guys a couple of rows up from us. And again, she, by way, she has no, she's doesn't care. I'm like, no, don't you, do you not understand how unusual this is? <laughs> right. Anyway, this happens a few, finally a few more times. People in front of us are starting to look in the back of the plane. And I'm like, Stephanie, <laughs> she's like, what? And I'm like, wake up. There's something happening on this plane. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, there's all this evidence of something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, can you see anything in the back of the plane? And she's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I just want you to know something's happening. So just, you know. So now I close my laptop. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm like, <laughs> That's like Paul's got his, gonna... his plastic yep. cutlery. <laughs> like, yep. I'm like, no, I'm ready. Yeah. Right? And um, the guy next to me across the aisle takes off his mask that he's wearing for whatever reason. And he says... Hey, is something going on? And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like, I'm like, I think there is something going on. And uh, I get up and I go to the bathroom. I'm going to find out what's going on. I don't see anything, dude. I see nothing. There's this, There are a bunch of empty seats near the back of the plane. I, I see no commotion. I see nothing unusual. Mm. I don't. I used the bathroom. I came back. And uh, I said to the guy next to me, because he gives a crap. <laughs> My wife is just like, couldn't care less. I said, I think, I bet someone's sick. And uh, they're moving people away from him. I didn't see anything weird, but I, I bet mm -hmm. something's sick. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I literally get these words out of my mouth. 
when the guy, the captain comes on the plane, uh, on the, the thing, he says, hey, everybody, um, I'm sorry to interrupt your flight in the middle here like this. I don't usually do this. And I'm like, here we go. And then he just goes silent. <laughs> I'm like, what? And a minute goes by. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it felt like an hour, right? And then he finally gets on. He says, I apologize. Um, we're going to have to divert to Atlanta. I get, Oh, I already, I'm sorry, I should have had, I'm looking at the map now. And I said to Stephanie, we're going to land in Atlanta. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, Stephanie, something is happening. I'm like, someone's sick or something. And I, Atlanta's next. You can see it right on the map. I'm like, we're going to Atlanta. And anyway, that guy says Atlanta. I'm like, is there is there a point in this conversation you're going to start paying attention to me? <laughs> anyway, she finally starts paying attention because he says we're going to Atlanta. And he didn't say why. And the guy across from me looks and we're like, yep. And, uh, and then all of a sudden in the back of the plane, you hear this guy yelling. And he's saying stuff like, get off of me. I can't breathe. And I'm like, not someone who's sick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, yep. And then the guy says, he goes, listen, um, uh, we are going to land in Atlanta. We have a disruptive passenger. Um, sorry. And he says, just so you know, we're going to, it's, we're going to come in pretty fast. <laughs> and I'm like, obviously we're going to come in pretty fast. Yeah. And I guess. You would know, maybe you know about this stuff. You're into this kind of stuff. I guess there's a deal with planes where, like, if they're overloaded with fuel, like they 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 plan the fuel for the flight, right? So mm-hmm. obviously you have time to <clears throat> circle if you have to, but you don't want to land a plane with too much fuel, I guess. Correct. And in fact, when you do that, you have to file paperwork with the FAA or whatever. Yep, this they is a big the, deal. So, the suspension. Yep. Yeah. So this plane was had too much fuel. And it was over land, so they're not going to dump the fuel, I guess. So, he, uh, and he didn't say anything about this until later. Unless it's but, Ohio, then you know some kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. In fact, uh, yeah, they, they do throw it, it with trains all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, this thing came in, dude. <laughs> I've you, you, every once in a while you're on a plane that just takes off, and it's like, holy crap! Like this thing is really going. Mm-hmm. This thing landed like that, and it was actually kind of awesome. I was like, I wish all planes landed like this. It would. This thing. They clearly diverted. They were like, "We're we are flying straight in, and we are landing." And yep. they were like, "We had the skies cleared, and this thing was like, <laughs> like went right into Atlanta, and it was actually kind of neat." And uh, we landed kind of hard, and um, and then had to deaccelerate very quickly. But um, it was the way I wish all planes landed. It was fantastic. And uh, anyway, but then he got on. And he's like, "Yeah, we're not really supposed to do that. But we have to in this situation, and now we have to file paperwork and blah blah blah." Anyway, they had to get more gas. Mm-hmm. Cops came on. I made a video of that part of it. Yep. Um, like everyone, I was like, I said to Stephanie, I'm like, every you're gonna see every single phone in this plane is gonna pop up. Um, so three cops got on. They dr- took a guy out who was very quiet <laughs> on the way out, and um, and then two guys went behind him, like w- with bags. And I, mm. I said, I'm like, that guy was traveling with people. Like, are you serious? And he was Mexican, by the way. He sounded Mexican. He was speaking English yeah. earlier. I could hear him. So anyway, in the, we were there probably like an hour, and we were talking to the people, that guy next to us and the guy behind us. And between us, we had most of the story, which was that this guy was, in fact, those guy, those two guys with him were Mexican Marines. Mm-hmm. This guy was a prisoner being extradited to the United States, and he decided to th- throw a shit fit on the plane. To which I said, you know what? We just did the complete wrong thing. I, I, I can't believe we landed this plane here. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And I said, this guy 
is a prisoner and has been able to exert a power while in custody yeah. that has diverted a plane to, at great expense, disrupted hundreds of people's lives. You don't give that guy that power. I don't understand how he wasn't shackled in such a way that he couldn't move and they couldn't have gagged him with something and just shut him the hell up and said, you're flying to Newark. You know, like, I don't understand how that didn't happen. But to me, once I understood what it was, it was like, how do you let this guy control, like, make that kind of a decision for everybody? Like, it was so terrible. But it was not a big deal for us. I mean, it was, it was never, like, dangerous or anything. They did have, like, a big guy from first class or from business class go down there. And I guess it was a guy in the back. And uh, I was saying, I, I, that was another thing I'd said, Steph, I, I definitely, they're going to need people. I'm like, I'm, I'm totally here for this. And uh, the guy behind me is like, uh, he goes, I can't believe they didn't ask you to go back there. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I, I've been ready the whole time. I've been waiting for this moment, you know. And um, but I was just in the middle of the plan. I don't know. I just didn't. That well, other guy was much bigger than I was. I would now like to read an excerpt of the text message that I sent to Paul for when he landed <laughs> in New York. Yeah. And I said, Paul, because if you, you got to go and look at Paul's Instagram because Right. Paul, all I imagined was you just sitting there like this, trying to make it inconspicuous that you were filming. <laughs> because... Oh, no, no. No one was being inconspicuous. I, what I didn't want was me to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. I guess I'm, you know, I just, I, there was no reason to be inconspicuous because everyone was going to make a video of this, right? Anyway, your text message. So I texted Paul for when he landed. I said, I was hoping it was you who was going to get arrested on your flight. My plan was to go on a media tour and go, oh, yeah, he's an ass. Totally deserve this. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, it's like um, the opposite of like uh, like there'll be some guy who does some violent crime and the interviewer's neighbors and they're like, yeah, no, he was the quietest guy. I don't, you know, and and like I always, I my my reaction is though, like, come on, really, the psycho? You didn't have any indication, like, so you doing that would be perfect. It's like, yeah, no, I've been waiting for him to explode on something someday. Like we always do, this would happen. We just didn't know. I just, just imagine being you know. like Good Morning America, like, what do you think triggered him? I'm like, I bet it was Edge asking him to download the mobile browser. <laughs> I bet that's what so it was. We were literally in that little restaurant thing in the airport, and I said to Stephanie, "This." I said, "I am ten seconds away from a headline that says American causes international incident in Mexico City airport." Um, it was like just the crappiest, like customer service kind of problem, which is so unusual for that place. Um, but the people next to us, like those, like I said, they were having an even worse day than I was, so they mm. were like. They were really hoping to talk about this with us. And I was just like, yeah, no, you guys are terrible. I just, <laughs> you just you make me look like an angel. But um, anyway, whatever. We only got in an hour late, honestly. And uh, it were all worked out. It was fine. The problem, of course, is like people who might have had connecting flights, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that would have disrupts. Had but then again, it's it's an international flight. So you still have to go through customs and everything when you land in the United States. You can't avoid it. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody who had a short connection. Mm-mm. I, well, you would hope you don't have such a thing on such a flight, right? But yeah. you can never guarantee the people behind us were going to Canada, but they had a four-hour layover, so they were fine. Oh, so they, they were, were fine, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're probably and, like and hey. customs was empty, by the way. So anyone who wanted to zoom through there could have, and I'm sure it did. You know, so yeah. I don't know what the real disruption was, but it was uh, for us. It was yeah, we got whatever. We got home at eight thirty instead of seven thirty at night, like whatever. You know. Yeah, which. Um... Well, we'll wrap up with that, but not, but breaking news, Paul, right before this podcast, mm-hmm, the CMA has come out and said that they are revising their scope for everything, and right. the, the TLDR of it is it looks like they are now very much saying like, eh, this probably isn't going to be an issue, and exactly. they're probably just going to work through the same things. The EU is like, look, you got to just you got to give the 10-year contracts, and then we'll be yep. good. Yep. 
as you and I, I think, have been kind of stating all along, like this is how this should go down, and it looks like it's going to. So I'll just point people at this. I, I, I'm going to do this off the top of my head, but you know, two days ago, Foss Patton's, uh, Florian Mueller wrote an article about how, I don't know if anyone else is paying attention to this, but the mood has shift on, shifted on this, and it has turned to, he didn't write exactly this word, but it was acceptance, mm-hmm. meaning the idea is, okay, so this is going to happen, so what are we going to get, you know, what's the concession list? Yeah. And I think Microsoft's already provided it. I don't think we're going to see any big surprises. Ten-year deal on Call of Duty, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone looking at this market and looking at what Sony does versus what Sony says should greenlight this immediately. I still think that their yeah. best argument of anything is the exactly. mobile game app store. Because we yes. both, you and I both know that console sales versus mobile sales, it, it's, it's a rounding close. error. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. I, I, right. I, I have this, uh, you'll appreciate this because you'll like this too. I have, <laughs> I have this kind of spiteful part of me. Uh, like for, I always use this example. When InBev bought Budweiser, uh, Anheuser, uh, mm-hmm. what's it called? Anheuser-Busch Budweiser, whatever that is, yeah. whatever they bought. I was hoping the CEO of that company was going to stand out and say, hey, we just completed the acquisition. We spent X number of billion dollars and we are now shutting down Budweiser because Budweiser is terrible. And <laughs> I, w- I would have loved that kind of a thing. So, like, for, in this case, it would be, like, the UK CDMA or the uh, EU, uh, what do you call it, the European Commission or whoever says, uh, yeah, we just have one concession demand, and that is that when you consummate this deal, you have to shut down Call of Duty on Sony. And then, uh, other than that, you can do anything you want. <laughs> it's like, you know, just, to, like, as a spiteful, thank you for causing such a stink, now we're going to have payback, you know. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, that's stupid. You just, God, this whole thing is stupid. It's a stupid, long waste of time. Yep, they're still saying they're going to be on track for April, so that yep. should be mostly done here next month. Yeah, so this thing that everyone's like, oh my God, it's never going to happen. It's like, <laughs> surprise. Well, the, the the big heavy one is the U.S., which of course. that yeah, might drag on. The U.S. wanted to work, the FTC wanted to work with um, the EC, the European Commission, and kind of have a concerted front. Mm-hmm. And that just shut down all of a sudden. And the reason is because the European Union came back to them and said, uh, no, we're going to do this. You just They just need to make a couple of agreements. Mm-hmm. And I think the FTC was like, like um, they're going to be the only one. And, they, you know, we get it tough on antitrust, tough on big tech. You pick the wrong companies, guys. This is not <laughs> yeah. this is this one's not actually a problem. So I think they're going to have to fall in line. They will. Well, this is also our last podcast of March because oh, that's right. I'm- Getting on a plane well, tomorrow. I hope, I hope your flights go better than mine. Oh, that makes <laughs> Although, two of us because I freaking hate yeah, flying. So yeah, yeah, let's. Yeah. Uh, right. It was fine, Brad. Honestly, I. That's. Honestly, that would probably give me something to pay attention to, which would actually be a marked improvement over just instant death. So yeah. I'd well, actually... but I also don't want you to worry about it now. Like now you have another oh, no. thing to worry about. Like I. The the likelihood of. Uh, a Mexican convict being on a flight from Cincinnati well, to Las okay. Vegas. I'm going to go with is probably pretty understand low. though that we didn't know that's what it was until after. It no, happened. no, no. I know, so I know. But I, I, what we thought it was was a disruptive passenger, which these days is uh, sadly more common than ever. Right. Yeah. So I don't, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I don't nice. know why these people get on planes, but <laughs> God, just go do some road rage like a normal person. Anyways, we will be back <laughs> the following week, which is. After the Masters tournament. Yeah. Incredible. Have a good trip.